Hi, I'm Scott Houston, your host of the Local Officials Stronger Together podcast series. We're about to embark on a new adventure. We're going to be doing short videos explaining different facets of how the pool operates. The first one we'll do will be a series called the STP Special Report on Re-Rates. And we'll be talking about the drivers of rates for the upcoming season. Please join us as we learn about this important topic. This episode is part of the pool's Local Officials Stronger Together podcast series. It's one way we serve local officials through integrity, public service, fiscal responsibility, and operational excellence. As always, please direct specific questions about coverage to your member services manager. I'm here today in the city of Woolforth with city manager Randy Criswell. Randy is also the chair of the TML Risk Pool Board of Trustees. Welcome, Randy. Thanks, Scott, and welcome to Wolferth, and uh, thanks for the invitation. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, we want to talk to you a little bit about rates, and that's what the first video series that we're going to do is. This, this will be an introductory video, and then we'll have several uh, specific videos about different sections of how the rates are set. But before we do that, I'd really like to just ask you generally about the Risk Pools Board of Trustees and what guides them in making decisions, whether it's related to rates or claims or any other decision they have to make. Sure. I'm going to read you our mission statement, okay? Provide Texas municipalities and other units of local government with a stable and economic source of risk financing and loss prevention services. That's one of the biggest drivers of what we do, that stability to provide protection from loss to our members the intent to maintain as stable rates as possible is probably the number one driver of what we do, especially this time of year as we begin looking at those losses and looking at how we're going to move forward with rates for the coming year. That's right. And so the risk pool also has developed a set of core values. So when you have a decision to make as you lead the board, how do you rely on those core values? Tell us a little bit about that. Your core values should define everything that you do that should be the focus of your organization from top to bottom and everything that we do every decision that we make from a staff level to a board level is driven by a focus on those core values that's that's awesome it's great to have something that guides us as we make those decisions and move forward let's talk real specifically now about rates uh, there's been a number of cost drivers in the past year that cities and other local governments have had to deal with we had Winter Storm Uri, which was really one of the, the first and only statewide disasters that the pool had to deal with. Uh, we've had the COVID-19 first responder disease presumption, which has gone into the tens of millions. And now, more recently, we've been dealing with inflation rates. Tell us a little bit about how the board will consider those as it decides the rates. Sure. You know, in the, over the last couple of years, even, even going back to Winter Storm Uri, and then last year, when we were dealing with this COVID presumption for public safety, we were able to utilize our, basically our equity, the members' equity, to continue to keep those rates stable. Speaking for myself as a board member and the other board members and the staff, I have seen the wringing of the hands and the difficulty in trying to meet that one commitment to our members, which is to keep their rates stable and be able to continue to have the ability to fund another $100 million loss that may be coming this year. We mm -hmm. certainly hope not. But as we work through establishing those rates, 
we must make some adjustments and, and they're going to be coming. There are other elements in that as well, our ability to seek reinsurance, which is our ability to insure ourselves against hugely catastrophic losses. Those costs are up from what they were. And so what we've seen is that, that we have been, like I say, we've kind of been punched in the gut over the last three or four years. And our efforts to keep those rates as stable and as low as we could have, I think, been really successful. But as we move through the process of setting rates this year, there's going to be some increases come out of that. I just don't think there's any other way that we can continue to offer the protection to our members that they expect from us. Right. And I think what you've said is actually really true, that everybody's wringing their hands, taking all the data that we have, and doing the best that we can to come up with rate recommendations that the board will adopt. So thank you very much for joining us today, Randy. That was quick, but it was very informative, and I think it really will set a a stage for the remaining videos in this portion of the series that will talk much more specifically in detail about particular issues and particular areas of rate, rate setting. So thanks for joining us today. You bet. Appreciate Thank it. you, Scott. All right. Good to see you. Thank you, sir. Welcome. I'm here today with David Goldston. Welcome, David. Thank you for having Good me. Good to have you today. Tell us a little bit about what you do at the pool, what your title is, and how long you've been here and in the uh, business in general. Okay. My name is David Golson. I'm the property supervisor for TML. I've been with TML four years now, and I've been in the industry over 20. Great. Thanks for being here today. We're going to talk about property issues today, obviously, and specifically the drivers for property rates. And there's two ways I want to kind of come at this. One would be external drivers that most everyone's dealing with, and then specifically claims that the pool has had to deal with. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about the external drivers for property rates. We know you've got uh, winter storm Uri. We know you've got supply chain and labor issues and that those are interrelated with the pandemic. So tell us a little bit about those external factors first. Okay. Well, the obviously inflation is always on everybody's mind, where I think we're at a 40-year high at 12%, 10 to 12%. So that's, you know, just everybody's having that pain. Um, from a supply chain issue, like I said, this may be a little too much inside baseball, but you take raw material that, because of the global pandemic, was not being produced or shipped, and then you take manufacturing who can't manufacture anything without raw material. So once the raw material got shipped and put into the manufacturer's hands, the manufacturer had laid off people because of the pandemic because they had no material. Now they try to bring them back, and a lot of them probably they didn't come back. So once, that, once they got enough people to make the material, then you got to get over-the-road truckers to truck the material out and we've had a decrease of about 33% of on-the-road truckers leaving the industry. So therefore that goes up. And then once you finally get it to the retailer, in the end product, you've got a, on all of this whole thing, you have to take energy prices like the fuel to get it to places, which has gone up as well. Right, I mean, that's, I don't think it's too much inside baseball. In fact, I think it's important that our members get to see it or hear about it and I don't think it's something that we're not all familiar with personally. We've had to Correct. deal with it at the grocery store. We've had to deal with it at, at Lowe's and Home Depot as we try to buy things to 
do things around the house as well. So I, I think that's very important to talk about. Let's circle back a little bit and talk more specifically about what the pool's been dealing with. And there's a couple of major claims drivers. One would be winter storm Uri and then hail that we experience, especially in the spring around Texas. So tell us a little bit about those two things. Okay. Well, in Texas, hail is king. It's been, it been and it always will be the biggest group of claims we probably ever had, barring a catastrophe of some sort. Yuri was a, an enigma, I'm hoping, a once-in-a-generation that affected the entire state. And that, in my 20-plus years of claim handling, have never experienced. Okay, we've talked about things that can happen with regard to claims drivers. We've talked about actual claims that we've had. Let's talk a little bit about what happens on the back end when a member actually has a claim, specifically with regard to roofing and generally construction. We've got two programs uh, that we call turnkey recovery programs. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you have the best program, which is... Uh, the Building Envelope Systems Team. Correct. And that is strictly the roofing exterior portion of any claim. That can be roofing, EFAS, siding, windows. But where, where we gain the most value is using the roofing part of his, his system. What the best program will do, under, your, under the member's direction, will get the bids for you. They'll do procurement for you. And they will oversee the installation of the winning bid. There are other programs that you don't have to go out to bid, tips, buy board, where you can go direct to production. So it's basically a consultant that you run but it's covered under your contract. Right, so, that, so they can help you as little or as much as you need. Exactly. And then there's another turnkey recovery program that we have called Synergy NDS, and those guys will come out when you have a major catastrophe that's beyond roofing and help you get back to normal. Correct, they will do any, I mean, any project, but where they show value and where they, sh they shine is on the major projects. But currently, they're on three, I believe, right now that are million-plus projects. And it is such a relief for our members to have them there and to have them basically walk them through the process and direct the process with them to get this back. A project that would take a year is going to take six months. Right. Because it, with the Synergy folks, I've heard that in some cases, they even bring their project manager in a travel trailer and set them up on site to manage the project from beginning to end, literally right out the back door. They do. They have, there are project managers that live in the state, and there's project managers they will fly in if those guys can't handle it. But nine times out of ten, they become a part of the community until, they, until the project is complete be it travel trailer or an apartment or something like that, but they will always have someone on site for you to call or look at and say what's going on today. Right. That's awesome. And we sure want members to be aware of those two turnkey recovery programs as they consider how they're going to handle the disasters. Absolutely. And, and, and with both systems, uh, both, both programs, there's no cost to the member. There's no out-of-pocket cost to the member. Awesome. It's only deductible right. and... Basically, you get an extra city employee or um, an extra employee that will handle this for you and 
let you take the credit. Right. And we do have. <laughs> we actually do have a podcast on both of those programs that uh, folks can go back and listen to. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for being here, David. Appreciate hey, you. No problem. To review written materials associated with this episode or to ask Scott a question, please visit www.tmlirp.org and click on the STP podcast button. For specifics about your entity's coverages or rates, please contact your member services manager.